Hello, it's Jackie slash Uma. There's no hoppers like show, hoppers like no hoppers we know. They like only murders in the building. Oh, it's Jackie slash Uma. Oh, we do love only murders in the building. We're happy to be back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we're covering Only Murders in the Building, Season 3, Episode 1, The Show Must ellipsis and i am mr sal a high school science teacher watching only murders in the building season three for the first time because it just dropped on hulu and we're very excited and i'm here doing so with my co-host and former student kurt hello kurt well do you think that there will eventually be another episode titled go on or some like sort of ellipse then like whether it be the finale i I think i think the last episode will be go on I think it'll be ellipses go on, yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 excited. I'm glad to see only murders in the building back. You and me are obviously fans to the series. We did season one, season two. That's right. That's right. And I, I do want to just reference that our our new opening features Jackie Hoffman, who plays Uma on the series, and sings. There's no hoppers like show hoppers for us. How exciting is that? <laughs> it is actually pretty exciting. <laughs> she so. she is wonderful. She's she has like moved up my my chain to being one of my one of my favorites. I'll tell you right now. When I saw her in the episode, I went, "Ooh, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, <I> like <laughs> very very exciting." She was also featured on the the after show. I don't know if you watched the after show at all. No, I didn't know there's an after show. There's an after show, yeah, called One Killer Question. Yeah. No, I didn't know there's an after show. <laughs> yeah, it's only like 10 minutes long, but uh but yeah, they they have uh, the host who this this season it's uh Howard, the guy the actor who plays Howard. He's the host. Yeah, okay. So he's on every episode and then he has two guests with him every week and on the first episode after the first episode he had Jackie Hoffman and he had the actress who plays KT. So, oh. um yeah, so anyway, that was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. But uh, we, we should also give a disclaimer here that we have seen episode two. Well, oh, th- yes, that's yes, true. We yes. have seen episode two. We're, we're dropping. The way that we're going to do this, folks, is, is we're going to drop episode one. We're dropping it today, obviously, because you're listening to it. Uh, and then tomorrow, we will drop our coverage of episode two. So, But we have seen both episodes. So we'll try not to include any spoilers from episode two in this coverage yeah so that way if you only saw episode one you're watching this too yes it'll be fine yes so that, that'll be good uh, i hope it'll be good we'll see i don't know <laughs> anyway this is a podcast not the donna reed show so let's get moving here and let's guess each other's ratings ratings kurt i know you were so excited to be back in the Arconia or around the Arconia, most of, I guess about half this episode's in the Arconia, maybe, um, maybe more than half actually. Anyway, whatever. I, I know you're excited <laughs> to be back in, in the series. I, I think that's a given. I do think that this premiere, this season premiere felt different than last season pr- season's premiere because it, it felt, I think, I think you feel like it felt more like a pilot and i know you don't like pilots as much as regular episodes because we had to meet so many new characters um mm. because the it seems like the characters that live in the arconia that we're familiar with are not the characters we're going to be focused on this season other than the three podcasters and maybe howard uh, but we're, i don't think we're going to get teddy demas or maybe theo uh, I don't know how much Ursula we're going to get. I don't know if we're going to get much more Uma uh, or Nina. Was it Nina? The new bunny. Who Do you remember who I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know how much of those people we're really going to get this season, but we'll see. But we spent a lot of the episode meeting new people, learning about them. Uh, and I think, and there were a lot of them. So I don't think uh, you're a huge fan of pilots like that so i I think maybe with a season premiere you think even less of it but it was probably funny enough for you to still really like the episode i'm gonna be conservative here and say you gave this an eight out of ten i think you like this episode quite a bit uh especially because it it doesn't actually have have that many scenes 
This is a pretty short amount. Of scenes. Oh, you're right. I think, no, I think I had like nine scenes or something like that. It's I pretty short nine. amount of scenes, and for the it's so cool. It was a little over half an hour. Maybe it was four minutes even. It, it was longer than I think I've seen other only murders and building episodes be. So judging with, I think you like that. It wasn't like a bunch of scenes back to back to back, and. I think you're a Paul Rudd fan, Meryl Streep fan. They they seem to do really good in the episode. There's good comedy. Uh, I think you liked introduction the new characters. I think you liked this quite a bit for the season premiere. It got you excited. Uh, you gave it a nine. I think I think you gave it a nine. That is what I gave it. I gave it a nine out of ten. I did really like. I thought it was really funny. I I am a big Paul Rudd fan and a big Meryl Streep fan. So I'm I'm they I thought both of them were fantastic in the episode. I loved being back in the universe. Thought it was great, but it was kind of like, a, like an info dump in that yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, table read. So that that was it was like, wow, this is like eight new characters, <laughs> and and they're trying to like give me something to remember each of these eight new characters by. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my only criticism of the episode. I so I I have written down here high eight low nine and I I circled yeah. low nine I ended up okay. so I gave it a nine I gave it a nine right but okay. I didn't think about giving it an eight and what what you said is basically true is that it feels a lot like a pilot if this was if this was like a new series I probably would have given it an eight but it was I, I was glad to see the existing characters which I think kind yeah. of buoyed it up and the comedy's still good too I like the comedy I th- but, I thought it was hysterical honestly I, I really yeah. didn't think it was funny. I, yeah, there's a there's a lot of really great parts in this episode. I mean, we can talk about that if you. I, I don't. Are we doing the funniest? Oh yeah, well, we can we can do that. But I don't want to. I don't want to mm-hmm. do funniest moments before we guess do, who said it. I, but but before no, you're we right. No, we can do that. <laughs> before we guess who said it, we got we got to talk about our favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. All right, I think. My my initial temptation was to say that your favorite scene was the the read through, but I think probably uh, or the or the the after party when Ben comes back resurrected, you know, seemingly. Um, mm-hmm. But I th- I think there's just something about the scene right before the table read, where the three podcasters are kind of gathering to go to the table read and just bantering back and forth that probably made you feel really happy and comfortable because this is what only murders of the building does best is like these three bouncing each bouncing off each, uh, ideas off of each other and, and criticizing each other and Oliver doing spit takes and Mabel rolling her eyes. And, and I, I think that you found a lot of joy in that. So I'm really torn between ah, those three scenes. What's that? What's the character's name? That's uh, <laughs> Joy. Charles. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I have written down. I'm going to go with that. that on the way to the read through. Okay, for you, I had the read through. Okay, it's All either right. the read through or the after party. I think. Uh, I, I think you said the read through. I did say the read through. I really liked the read through. I, I also said the read through. So. Oh, okay. All right, good. All right. I still like it. I mean, it's a lot of new character, but I, I mean, it's funny. Uh, yeah, it just, it's funny. Uh, they, I think they still introduced them in cool ways. Like, yeah, Loretta's cool. Ben Glenroy. The other ones are a little harder to like remember, but like, right. I, I, I won't get too much in the funnier. I mean, you know, we can talk about the scene, I guess. Cliff, sure. yeah. the producer with her his mother, that was hysterical as it well. It was really funny. I mean, he does this this flip and then kisses his mother on the lips. She's so proud. It's okay because he's gay, so they can kiss that way. It's okay. Yeah. I thought uh, that was so funny. I love I love the transition from the previous scene where Oliver's just yelling at Charles, no peacocking. And then the ne- very next line we get is Oliver Putnam in the house. Like, yeah. It's, it's obviously peacocking. It's it's it was very funny, you know. Uh, we get to uh, come to understand that Howard is probably going to play a bigger role this season than he has, because he's the assistant director. Here he was mm-hmm. Oliver's assistant director on the play. Uh, his boyfriend, I guess. It, it seems like they're together. Jonathan, he's there. Okay. We met him in one episode last season. Cool, shop. cool singing, yeah, cool yeah. Singing that yeah, yodel shop. I love that. Uh, but anyway. Um, 
Charles, I, I thought Charles' introduction was great when he, he, he taps on the water bottle and says, oh, no, I just like doing that. Nah, I'm, gonna, I'm just kidding. I'm going to adjust the, the elephant in the room, and the elephant is me. <laughs> yeah, and goes on about it. Goes on and on and says that he's not special just like them. <laughs> and Oliver has to cut him off. Uh, that, that, that was great. Uh, and then, you know, Ben coming in and just like... He steals the show. I mean, he, he comes does. in. He comes yeah. in, grandiose <laughs> documentary NDA, talking to people like Kimber, Ty, everyone, yeah. right? Everybody. even. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mabel Smitten. Yeah. I mean, he, he's Paul. Paul Rudd is is great. He's great at doing yeah. this character too. Like, this yeah. Is, the, this is kind of a quintessential Paul Rudd kind of stereotype character like 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 the charming i guess jerk or something or yeah like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah he's just he's really really great but and clearly overcompensating so for something we don't know what but mm-hmm. like he he's like he's he's got something for everyone uh and it was a really i thought it was a really cool way to introduce all the new characters was through him because everybody's familiar with Paul Rudd. We saw him at the end of last season. Yeah. We know he's about to die. We know he does die. Uh, well, and then he comes back. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but it was cool seeing all these characters introduced through him. I thought that was that was really neat. Um, we've got his brother, Dickie. Who did you recognize, Dickie? He looked familiar. But oh, no. he should where, look familiar. From? I saw him. I was like, where is he from? And I never <laughs> went back and looked at it. I, I, but no. He is from Better Call Saul. Wait. Give me a little he, more. He is. Uh, he's in season one and the last season, and I think that's it. No, I don't know who this is. It's Craig Kettleman. It is Kettleman. Okay, yeah. I was wondering because what? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we find we, cool. we find out that Ben's having a documentary made about this process. Mm-hmm. Although the documentary's name is Tobert, and you will never hear his voice again. He says, "I know." I <laughs> we'll see that. <laughs> um. And it, it, he clearly is avoiding, like he addresses everybody directly except for Charles, right? Mm-hmm. Which must be a huge shot to Charles' ego because <laughs> Charles thinks he's, you know, on a hot shot, yeah, maybe not on a level, but after Ben, certainly the biggest star in the show, and, and he can't even uh, get him to to acknowledge him. Uh, we find out that he has moved into Amy Shooter, Amy Shooter's, yeah, Amy Schumer's cottage cheese filled penthouse, huh. and that he also cannot eat cookies because he's on his Cobro diet, but he really wants to. So he tries a hot schmackery corner, and he loves it. Anyway, um, we also, <laughs> I, I thought Meryl Streep was great in this scene. She, <laughs> oh my god, the the trying to read her lines, trying to get yes. an accent. <laughs> Because this is how I feel doing accents. This is how I feel like Scottish, French, Canadian. I can't. I'm terrible with accents. I know you're better than I am, but yeah. Well, at least Loretta tries. And then she tries her own voice, actually. Yeah. Well, what's really interesting is is that you we saw her actual audition and she killed it. Clearly killed it. Like Uh so good. Where have you been? Yeah, yeah. And now she slides into to this, and you can see the the shock on Oliver's face. Like, where did that come from? That's not why I gave you this part. Go back to doing what you did in the audition. Now I've done a lot of theater, and one of the I remember being in a play where I did a very similar thing at the first table read. (laughs) It wasn't an accent, but I like completely changed the character from what I had done in the audition. Uh, and I remember the director saying to pulling me aside, like, not after the table read, but but later on, and saying, "So remember what you did in the audition, right? <laughs> like, how would you go back to to that?" <laughs> so it was uh, it was. An interesting experience, but so I I very much sympathize with Loretta here in this scene. So uh, I I thought this 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 was great. This table read was pretty great. Uh, yeah, I like the table read really good. And then even after the fact, right? Ben's open. Like, give her a boot. <laughs> Oliver defends her. Yeah, and I, I love when he, he, Oliver goes to talk to Loretta, and she admits <laughs> her nervousness, and he he tells an analogy of yeah. I remember young actor first table read. Messed up. Everyone wanted me to fire him, and I didn't. He was terrible. <laughs> then I fired him sooner. Three weeks, he was gone. <laughs> yeah. 
but that but You're that's different. not you. You're the yeah. opposite of that. Uh, but he he lays down a really really substantial ultimatum here. You go, you I go, go. I go. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a lot of stock to put in someone that you've only seen an audition with. You haven't seen her actually perform. So it, I mean, it looks like I mean. So this is four months ago. This scene takes mm-hmm. place. Which is that fast for a play? This this seems ridiculously fast. Four months. No, that's that's that. I mean, that's really about right. Yeah, no, good for them. But they, uh, I mean, there appear. I mean, maybe not at this point, but four months later, they during the after party, it seems like there's something more between them. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, and also she's still part of it, which means she made it past the three week mark, and (laughs) probably you know he he says. We're jumping ahead here, but he does tell her, you know, I really wanted this to happen for us. I really, you know, especially for us, like that, because it was his big return to Broadway and her kind of debut. So, debut, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so right. she obviously did well enough to keep the role. That's true. Well, that, and it's a great really, scene. <laughs> really piss off Cobra in the process. Yeah, girl cop. Okay, Kurt, let's play a game. Oh, I Let's like games. Play. Who said it? Who said it? Okay, Kurt. The way this game lie. works, listen, I'm worried. No, yeah, sorry. I, I, <laughs> yeah, no. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to pull from here. Um, so I. The way this game works, folks, is I'm going to say a quote from the episode, and Kurt is going to have to guess who said it and in what context. And then we'll talk about the scene a little bit uh, once he gets that sorted out. So uh, let me let me start out with Mister. I've got three of them. Okay, and okay. I know that I, I. Okay, well, you know what? There's only there's only so many scenes. But you said nine. We did yeah. one. I know, and, but <laughs> I, and my rule usually is that I won't give a quote from my favorite. Your scene, favorite, but this one is from my favorite scene. I don't think that's giving much away because everybody. I, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my big fear is that there's just so many people that are in this episode. And they, you know, they're always saying like quips and jokes that like, you know, someone will just say something ridiculous. Hopefully, that'll help me remember. I will say exactly. All right, ready. Yeah. First one out of three: The Rock, the Pope. I mean, come on, get over yourselves. Um, Oliver. Oh, Kurt, it's not Oliver. It's, Who is it? This, this is Ben. When it is Ben that comes. Because when when uh, Loretta puts the definite article in front of Cobro, oh okay, yeah, Cobro, and he's just, which oh, is no, funny, just, just Cobro. <laughs> it's funny that I remember that because I remember thinking because we, we were talking about like definitive the I had texted yeah. you something with it and. Listeners, we did outer range, and in our outer range coverage, <laughs> the definitive article of the becomes not really a central point of the series whatsoever. But me and Mr. Sal latched onto the blank, yeah, coming up. It became a central theme of the podcast, if not yes, the series. <laughs> nothing with the series, nothing to do with the series. Yeah. But so well, when I heard that, I had to throw that in as a quote. That's the uh, rock. I should, yeah, I, I was like, this sounds so funny. What was the? Yeah, okay. Right. The Rock, the Pope. I mean, come on, get over yourselves. All right. So that now that's the last one that was in the read through. So these next two were not in the read through. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Quote number two. At least you had the consideration to keep the body out of the building this time. Uma. That's our girl. Uma. <laughs> Uma. That's, that's Uma. I mean, it's self explanatory when, when they see the body at the very end of the episode. But yeah. But she's so, you know, she's got three lines in this episode. She's so funny. Yeah. She's hysterical. But uh, this I, is setting... she kind of now serves the role that Bunny used to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. So this is, but this is a good setup because they set up a lot in this scene. They set up the idea that the producers think the show is dead, right? And that Oliver doesn't want it to be. They set up the fact that one of the elevators is broken. And I think that's, those are a couple of important things to set up. Yeah, no, definitely might come into fruition later. Exactly. Uh, Anything else in that scene that you want to mention? Because I'm not going to come back to that scene, so. Uh, that's the ending scene. So, well, it's 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 on the way. It's like after 
Ben has died, but now they're they're going to the after party. Anyway. Oh, you're right. Oh, I'm oh, wow. Thank goodness you didn't come yeah. out against me. I was uh, thinking of the very it's not the last final scene. scene. You're right. Yeah, because why that wouldn't make sense. Because she, no, she literally says in the live, kept it out oh. of the body. It's when they're going to the yeah, yeah. Right. No, then then yeah, you said yeah. There, there's one other really important thing that I, I forgot to mention, and that is that this theater where this play was being performed oh. is the Gooseberry Theater, which is a a couple of things. It's where Loretta saw her was first smitten by the Broadway bug, right? In 1962 or whatever they said. I think yeah, they said yeah, 1962. Yeah. Um, the ocean blue. Yeah. No. Slide. Yeah, it was not going with that slide. And then uh, it's also the theater where Oliver had put on Splash, which of course wrecked his career. So the producers wonder. If he might be not cursed, but maybe pissed off a witch or two in a previous life. The way I see this now, we have to go to the Gooseberry Theater at some point. I don't think the Gooseberry Theater is a real theater. <laughs> no, it is. It is? No, it's not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, we, we can look, but I'm pretty sure it's not a real theater. I don't think it is. It up, but anyway. All right. Last quote. You are you are uh, one for two so far thank you for giving me that yeah yeah i figured i figured i had to i had to put jackie hoffman in here right yeah okay yeah. last quote heap some more suffering onto my already full plate there might be a little room next to the despair Jeez. i i really oliver again it is oliver that, oh, was oliver. that, one, that one scared me i was like oh i already said oliver i sound so stupid if i keep my every wrong guess i say oliver he's like my default answer okay no, that one well, is, that was what the context but let me see if I get the context though okay i really don't know it but he's he's very upset um oh you know i think it's for it's 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 when you tell you I, I don't know if is, he tells Howard or when he's telling Charles he wants to have the uh, after party still and they're kind of pushing yeah. back on it. And then he, he says that. I think it's to Charles. That's what I'll say. It, he does say it to Charles. Yeah, Charles okay, is okay. trying to talk him out of going to of yeah. having an after party. So, okay. yes, exactly right. There yep. you go. So there you have it. All right. All right. You, you were two for three. Not bad. I'll take it. I'll not, take it. Not, uh, this, not, this is going to be a difficult series. It <laughs> this is, is going to be a difficult yeah. one. It's it's tough for me to to pick what I want to 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 give you here too. But anyway, okay. somebody somebody good ones or what? what you <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, well, I mean, it's, I've got to try to kind of parse out what I want to use as you know a quote and what's you know just funniest moments and stuff. So anyway, that's true. Speak, yeah. Speaking of funniest moments, let's talk about the th- the stuff that we thought was was super funny in this episode. Um, I, first of all. I thought Oliver's spit take was was perfect when, uh, when when Charles says, "Yeah, when you first asked me to be in this play," and Oliver cuts him off, says, "Hold, please," and takes a sip so that he yeah. can spit take. Uh, that was great. Asked, you begged to be part of this. Yeah, yeah that was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Howard announcing him as the, himself as the assistant, I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> That's why I said that on team. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles, I thought Charles' introduction in the table read was was great, and then he seems so proud when he finishes, and he says to Oliver, "Did I stick the landing?" And now the, plane says, the plane is literally Jesus. scattered across the roadway. <laughs> the so Ben's entrance is really funny, but his second entrance is also very funny. It is. They're both it very. Is. Yeah. So I I love the fact that he has two double entrances, and especially in his second entrance, how he's like both. I'll change. I understand what I did wrong, but that's clearly not changed almost whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. I mean, and our, our girl, Jackie Hoffman, uh, Uma, is just yeah, hysterical. Yeah. Everything she says is hysterical. Only Uma's three lines, funny. but all hysterical. Only three lines. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other thing is when Mabel reveals that she's moving, that she has to leave, mm-hmm. she says, if you guys could visit me in Brooklyn, <laughs> Queens, I'll visit you. I'll write <laughs> <laughs> that is really great. Uh, I think my favorite line of the episode, though, what I thought was the funniest line, was when they start the table read, and Ben interrupts it by saying, "Oh, hot damn! That is a hot schmackery." <laughs> I love the name schmackery. So, like, that's a, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the bakery, but he's calling the cookies schmackeries. I love it. <laughs> so good. Anyway, I would eat those cookies. I'll say my favorite uh, comedic, uh, probably not line, but comedic part was probably Cliff and his mother. 
the the producers. <laughs> oh, I thought it was so funny. Like, I, I thought it was so funny. Like the the small joke of like he's um, I, I what's it? Oh, I, he's I going know. solo. He's producing but, by so, himself so, this time with with me. me. <laughs> <laughs> so and then good. they go like you know, and then they amp it up more and more with like the somersault and then the kiss and ah yeah. So it was awesome. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Well, Kurt, let's get into the recap. I actually really love this opening. This this was on my short list of possible favorite scenes as well. I I think they do a. Do you really mean the great... voiceover with Charles? Yes. And the... Okay. I think they do a really great job of of these backstory introduction up ep- uh, introductory. Introductory scenes that give you some backstory on a new character uh, at the beginning of the episode. I, I really do like them a lot. Um, Did it, I, I feel like they make some good with some voiceovers or like the the scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> really good. So it opens in 1962, and Charles voices over what it's like to be smitten by the theater as a little girl makes her way from the uh, way makes her way to the stage for a better view, which is really adorable. Actually, this is pretty cute. <laughs> Mm, Got to pay up. I had to pay then, up for my premium seats. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You think if I, was, if I was a fully grown, if I as a fully grown adult went to go get a closer look at the stage, I'd be like, well, pulled smart. away and escorted yeah, off. Yeah. You would be. It's true. Uh, I mean, it's also I, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder where the age range changes. Were like, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think What's there's the necessarily one? an age. It's an appearance. It's like yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, appear young. So yeah, true. anyway. Um, but I I like this this montage because then it goes on to say you know then begins the the work and, and there's this montage of the work and the rejection as she waits for someone to ask where have you been and then turns out maybe her whole life has been a near miss so I, I first of all like I, it definitely connected with me like I. Yeah. I I, I, I remember, remember you went for an audition. I remember I, I have been to a Broadway audition, but did not did not get very far. But um, but it was uh, I, but I remember being smitten by theater. I remember watching a show and thinking, and it wasn't even a Broadway; it was like a high school show. And I remember just thinking, "Oh my god, that's amazing! I just want to watch this all the time, and I want to do that." And like it, it was, I, I definitely felt that moment and i think you that had this bug i did have this moment i think maybe my kids have had this moment too so at least my youngest one i'm, I'm pretty sure had had that moment at some like it hot i think uh he was smitten at that point <laughs> so anyway it, it it's it is a very it's a real disease it, it is a disease <laughs> I call it the bug. I, I never thought of it as being smitten, but I always say about every four years or so, I get the bug, I get the itch. So I have to, I have to go perform. So, but I just did last summer, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay for a few, for a good for years. <laughs> good for now. It's like a, it's like a, a booster shot. <laughs> a booster shot. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna flare. Right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this transitions to Oliver holding auditions. Uh, this girl that we saw in the theater in 1962 has grown up to be Loretta Durkin, played by Meryl Streep. And she's a walk-in. She was not on the list, but she knocks it out of the park. And Oliver just sneaks up to the stage, just like she did. So just yeah. like when she was a girl sneaking up to that corner of the stage to get a better look, Oliver does the same thing with her. And as she finishes, he says, where have you been? That's what she's been waiting for. She breaks down in, in, in tears and uh, joy. And, and Charles wonders, though, through the voiceover, what lengths one might go to to hold on to that break once it's acquired. So because this was kind of like comedic and there hadn't been anything super funny yet, when he says, where have you been? I, I was like, is he going to like say something else? Like to like really uh. what he just said, like he's going to say, where have you been? <laughs> Because your voice sounds terrible, or like something like something outrageous, but no, it was it was sweet. Yeah, it was, it nice. was very sweet. And um, to for me, and I, I might be wrong about this, but the fact that they concentrated this much attention on this character this early kind of eliminates her from contention of being the murderer. I don't think she's a killer either. Yeah, <laughs> they also like point turns so like at the after party. Like, oh, I 
you know he's a jerk she doesn't like yeah. ben yeah ben didn't like her some others yeah i i don't think she's um i don't think she's the killer i don't either i don't either. but anyway okay so it's opening night of death rattle ben is dead mabel thinks it's murder but charles is skeptical could have been one of those brainy explody thingies oliver is distraught and tells howard to gather the cast and crew at his place as planned <laughs> all right all right so uh, the, we, oliver wonders how this happened how did we how did he get here and we see them on the way to the table read for the first time and i i do love the banter about age and That's career good. you know you haven't been on it's classic since yeah. men played women and <laughs> men played all the women and then they just try to explain it to mabel and mabel's like it's not no it's not worth it don't, don't i love I, I love those jokes there's always them dating themselves <laughs> and, and mabel doesn't get it me too. I love it. Anyway, it was her, then or it's something Mabel knows and they don't know. Exactly, them dating themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's or Mabel dating herself. Yep. Awesome. All right. Uh, we're gonna Actually, skip the table read. Go ahead. Uh, well, just one one that I thought that was really funny it was Lucy, which I did mention in this episode. So we'll see if she makes an appearance. I, don't I know hope so. I hope but she's season. The, the fact that Mabel couldn't understand Lucy. That uh, was so great. <laughs> that was <laughs> That was like I, I, that was one of my favorite episodes of season two. I loved it. Okay. Uh, anyway. All right. Anyway, we'll skip the table read because we already spent a lot of time talking about that. All right. Now, Ben. Oh no! Wait a minute. That, that, that's part of the table read. Okay. Moving on. They're at the after party now. Oliver's place. Mm-hmm. Ben gave everyone this baby rattle handkerchief. Did you Did you notice there's a baby rattle on it? Oh, that's right. Oh, I guess we, oh, we should probably talk about the premise of the play, Death Rattle. So Death Rattle is set in Nova Scotia at a lighthouse, and there's a murder or a death at least, and the only person in the room at the time of the deaths is this baby. So, so can you like, like when the baby grows up, can we just ask it? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 you can. I don't think it's going to remember. But this reminded me a little bit of a Black Mirror episode, Crocodile. Do you remember? Do you- did we cover crocodile? We covered crocodile, yeah. Is oh no, this is the one that's titled terribly. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> I know, it's the one where the title has nothing to do with it. <laughs> anyway, okay. I know it. So everybody got these handkerchiefs. Everybody, including the stage manager, including the assistant director, everybody got these handkerchiefs. Um, but anyway, KT's the stage manager. Howard and KT clearly do not like each other. You know, Howard makes a comment like, I was unaware that stage managers wipe their mouth with anything other than the bottom of their palm. <laughs> Katie says, you have food in your beard. Anyway, uh, Mabel suggests to Oliver that maybe they should do a podcast on this. Yeah, maybe he's poisoned or something. Yeah, yeah. We could spend time. <laughs> I, and it's very clear at this point that Mabel feels disconnected from Charles and Oliver and wants to be more connected to, to them. Yeah, because she's not into the whole theater thing, so. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Charles so what tells, you do is, if yeah. you're not big in the theater and you want to connect with someone, Mr. Salas, you start a podcast with them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wait a minute. You don't think of me as your old, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have favorite olds. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. All right. Joy arrives at the party and Charles tells her that he's actually relieved the show is over because his nerves were going to have a lot of trouble with eight shows a week. God, right. This one one is so funny to me. The the arc of this joke I thought was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because the eight shows a week, at first I was like, that's ridiculous, eight shows a week. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that makes sense. Because seven days a week plus maybe like matinee time. Yeah, it makes sense. They'll be dark one day too. So, like, Mm -hmm. it's. So they don't perform on one day a week. So that's, they're really only performing six days a week, but two of those days have matinees. Or three. Uh, but they just, have an understudy. One of them has just a matinee. It. But yeah. yeah. But, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Loretta cheers up Oliver at the piano. But with the show over, hey, you know what? At least they, at least they don't have to keep things platonic anymore. Oh, so we we don't. I, I'm sure I'm sure some of those gaps will be filled in. But we'll see some flashbacks. I'm sure with that, but um, at least we know that there was the desire for a relationship, but 
to keep it professional. They did which, not. Which, by the way, I love that. I, I, I kind of want to say this earlier. I forgot to, which is the structure of the season. It looks like that they have, which they haven't been able to do because in season one, it was them first meeting each other or trio, mm-hmm. right? Season two took place after season one ended, right? So yep. nothing really happened in the interim. But yep. now that they've made a time jump, they can now do flashbacks of things that yeah. our trio did since they've known each other. So post yeah. post knowledge of each other and their events, but we don't know what's happening. You know, they can introduce us to some things, mm-hmm. which I like that actually. So like that, like, yeah, you can. I think it's interesting. So yeah, like they it. they they kind of started delving into that in the last day of Bunny Folger in season two. They did, um, they did, but she wasn't part of our trio, right? But uh, th- what they're doing, what it looks like they're doing this season is much more like what How to Get Away with Murder used to do. I know you haven't seen that show, no. um, but I, I watched that show. I, I loved that show, actually. Uh, at times, I loved that show. There there were other times mm-hmm. when I didn't really care for it, but um, but that was kind of their structure as well, was, was that we knew this murder happened, and here we are four months ago, and then they kind of converge on each other and they kind of catch us up with the backstory as we're moving forward in the present. So it's, it is a really cool structure. And I hope that I hope they can pull it off as well as that series, because that series did pull that off pretty well. Anyway, Ben flatulates his way back in. He is alive. I was pretty shocked, actually, by this. Me too. I was like, oh, I was like, I guess it makes sense. So I, they shocked me twice. Because first I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, I really didn't think he was gonna die. And I'm like, because it looks like they're gonna show him in flashbacks because Paul Rudd's a yeah. big name actor. So whatever it makes yeah. sense. They brought him back. I'm like, I guess it makes sense. He kind of has plot armor. He's a big name character. He just didn't want to kill him off. This isn't Game of Thrones or anything. So, <laughs> right, right. I see. It. I didn't expect it, but I see. Okay, I see why they and then they killed him off. I'm like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> they, <I know. laughs> it's so really they, cool. They got it's, me twice with that. They did. They. I mean, really that. That was, I thought, pretty shocking. I, I, I did too. Yeah. Was not expecting either of those things, so it, it was pretty neat. So he's got a new outlook on life, though, and he apologized to everyone. Apologizes to everyone in a very terrible way. Like, I'm gonna consider letting you step foot on that stage now, Jonathan, or Ty. Yeah, I'll get. You know, you, there's no way you can afford my trainer, but I'll give you his number anyway. So, like, all these terrible apologies, but he doesn't even bother with a terrible apology for Loretta. He just hisses at her. He knows a fellow snake when he sees one. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Charles will be dead soon anyway. Let's (laughs) hug it out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think it's important to note that Jonathan was his understudy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that is important. I yep. think it's also important to note that he gets pulled away by a phone call that seems kind of serious. Right? Mm-hmm. The the reason that he leaves the party is because Dickie gets a phone call that he has to take. And so he goes up to his apartment to do so. Okay. And when he does, Mabel talks to Loretta and says, you must be really excited. I'm really happy for you. Congratulations. And she says that he may be back. Ben may be back. But he's still an effing a hole. So there's a lot of bad blood here between Ben and Loretta. The thing I wanted to comment on that I forgot. Well, it was during the scene, which is Loretta's comment about her earring. Actually, I put it on. Oh yeah, good had point. Check it. Yep, that's also suspicious. And another point of suspicion is, I think the fact that Ben mentions that he can't eat cookies and then eats. A oh, cookie. I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I, think, I think that so. Somehow yeah. plays into whatever the events that occurred, but I totally see. agree. And, and we got to talk a little and in just a minute about you know, our, our prime suspects going forward and what evidence or motives we see. And that's those are two things we, we definitely should be keeping track of. Okay, one last thing Mabel is in her amazingly remodeled apartment and she it wants does to look get nice, to, huh? yeah, it does. She wants to get together with her olds. And so she doesn't uh, she doesn't want them to forget her when she moves out in four weeks because her aunt has sold the apartment. So they take the newly fixed elevator, but they're shocked when a now really dead Ben falls to the ceiling. It looks like they can podcast about him after all because he was murdered in the building. And that is the end of episode one. The books there, Mr. Sal. And the books. So 
So let's so talk for, about who we think did it. Okay. All right. So well, before before we do that, let's lay out any evidence or motives that we can see here. Yeah. So okay. So we did Loretta's earring. Yep. Ben, the cookies thing. He ate cookies not supposed to. Jonathan, this is yep. understudy. Ben's call, which doesn't really get well, still noteworthy for the future. Yep. Well, uh, let's not forget that Charles at the end of season two right before they went on stage and Ben collapsed, said, you stay away from her. Oh, I did. Oh, jeez. (laughs) So I I wondered if that was Mabel at the time. I do not think that was Mabel he was talking about. Uh, It could have been Lucy, I suppose. It could have been Joy. Could have been Kimber. Could have been Loretta. So with with the given evidence, I think I know who is my prime suspect. I mean, it's only episode one. Uh, one other thing that I want to mention, though, too, um, both Charles and Loretta seem to be to really want the play closed. They they both had a motive to True. want the play closed, and um, I don't know if you were watching Dicky, uh, Dicky being Ben's brother, uh-huh. but yeah, and almost manager. almost and manager, yes, uh, almost everything that Ben says gets an eye roll from Dicky. Sal, you've keyed into what I was going to bring up to you. Because <laughs> okay. my, my prime suspect is Dicky. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, really? <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, my, what I wrote here is Ben ate cookies and isn't supposed to, and I think he despises him. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So, so uh, Dicky is also my number one suspect. That is, uh, Dicky's my number. And uh, honestly, you know, n- this is not. An unknown actor that they got to play Dicky either. No, so. no, definitely not. Like he, he could be the murder suspect. He could be. So I, that's my number one as well. Okay. So who's who's your number two, Kurt? I didn't, I, I've, well, I listed four. I listed <laughs> four. four. No, I, just, I, just, I well, I, probably later as the series goes on, I'll list more. But like, okay. I guess early on, I'm like, I'm, you're, you're I'm just not on Dicky right my now. Peers. I just put the. I mean, I could, I could chat about some other ones, but the only one I, I wrote down, the one I put as my. Normally, the way I do it is I have. The one I consider like my prime, and then the other ones, but there's not like, you know, it's, again, it's only episode one, so I'm not. So I am a hundred percent on the idea that it has to be a male killer this time. You said that last <laughs> season, though. I know, but it was just, <laughs> we two in a row. We've had a female killer. Well, yeah, but you, this is like gambler. This is like the fallacy, right? Like, well, that's I really now. <laughs> I know. I the, know. The. You know, honestly, I wonder if finally but, one of the main characters are going to kill someone. Like, it's did, possible. did Charles possible. do it? I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think Charles this season. I, I, because I think there, there definitely is. I think there are going to be four or five seasons. I think five seasons. In the last season, it would not surprise me if one of them either dies or is murdered or is the murderer. But not right now, I don't think. Um, but I do think that it's got to be a male this season. I think. Not and I don't think it's because it's it's a random like they're gonna you know double bait me or whatever. But I think that just societally speaking, like you can't keep having women be the killers. Why not? It's unexpected. <laughs> what kind of statement are you making in in that situation? Now, no, Kreps, no particular statement. Kreps was involved in season two, uh, but he was not. I don't think he was the actual killer. And I will throw this out too. I think that there is a chance that the person who that Ben was poisoned and the person who poisoned him is not the person who pushed him. Yeah, no, I I think it's definitely good. I do listen, most like the other killings, they're always somehow convoluted in some way. Like, it's never as simple as I went up and stabbed him and like, or I went over and put, like, I don't think it's as simple as. Someone went over and pushed him. I mean, and Jan like, did go over and poison Tim Kona. Like that—that that was that is true, actually. But like, was, there was a reason why she's like, you know, they had. They had now nah, you're right, actually. Was, yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so as, just as an example here, I think it is very possible that Loretta did poison Ben, but that's not how he died. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't think she's the one who actually killed him, pushed him. Now, see, this is the thing, though, is that. I feel like, I feel like they're really in tune with what their audience thinks. Like, oh, I know. I know. I, it might, it might be Meryl Streep. Like I, I think they purposefully think about subverting expectations. So maybe the fact yeah. that I, I agree with you that like Meryl Streep's a pretty big name actor. Loretta, she's like, they, she's like literally the first thing they really are highlighting in the season. Mm-hmm. I, 
in her introduction. So, she, you know, I, I, I wonder if they are going to make her the killer. It seems too obvious. It, well, I say too obvious, but like it's, you get you get what I'm trying to say that they they showed they showed a highlight on her. Surely don't show a highlight of the killer. It's going to be right. the one doing killing. So right, but because of that, it makes me want to say her. All right, but that's that's the nothing with the evidence. People that I want to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to save my number two for later. Number three, I put Cliff because he's a new yeah. male that has been introduced. Uh, Here, I don't know what his motives would be at all. But uh, anyway, number four, I put John. Doesn't want to be a producer. Yeah, yeah, maybe because maybe it's the exact plot of the producers. <laughs> so, do you know the plot of the producers? No, I've never seen it. Oh my god, Kurt! If this is if this is the way this goes, I'm going to be this is going to be hysterical. I, I will love this. So, the plot of the producers, which is a Mel Brooks movie that was then turned into a musical that like has the most tony award wins of any musical ever like it's uh it's a really well-regarded musical one of my favorites i love it um but the point is that this producer who's just a a failure of a producer he just cannot put together a hit like his shows close on opening night all the time the the reviews are so bad Uh, his accountant comes in and starts working the books uh and says huh you know interestingly you, there's in the under the right set of circumstances you could make more money with a flop than with a hit and the way that it's explained is you you promise every donor like 40% of the profits right so you get tons of donors that way because they all think they're going to get this huge chunk of the profits but if it closes on opening night there are no profits so you don't have to pay anybody so you see that? So all the money you collected. I was trying to make a flop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all the money you've collected, you just pocket it. So, and then the rest of the producers is about them trying to find the perfect combination of script, director, actors to make the worst show ever, <laughs> so that it closes that's on enough. opening night. Okay. Uh, so I if that plays so bad that it becomes good. Oh no! Anyway, sorry, go on. I've never so, seen it. So if if that's the plot of this, if that's what the, what's happening here, that the producers are actually trying to do the producers, <laughs> then they're trying to to pull the plot of the producers. That would be hysterical. So, but anyway, uh, so that Cliff is my number three, and my number four is Jonathan. Because he's the understudy. understudy and a male, right? Yeah. And a male. So number uh, two. Can, can I try to guess who number two is? G- give me a guess. Someone yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I didn't write him down or anything, but someone I want to keep. Wait. Never mind. That's episode two. All right. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. My number two is Tobert, the documentarian. No, he won't talk again. You won't have to hear from him. <laughs> exactly. No, we're definitely going to hear from him again. Oh, sure. absolutely. <laughs> As the fact that he said that we're not going to hear from him again, oh, yeah. it's definitely indicating that you, we are going to hear from him again. You know, wh- where was he when Ben was pushed on the elevator shaft? Was he filming him? I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be addressed, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure too. So, okay. So that's my number two. Okay. All right. All right. I think that's... Uh, That'll that'll wrap that part up. I guess we better check the time. Yeah, oh my goodness, Mr. Sal. What? It's TV time. TV time. Ain't no time like a TV time. All right, Kurt. Let me pull out the app on my phone. TV time logs all my television viewing. I have told it that I watched this episode. But I have not told it what I rate this episode or who my favorite character is. So let's talk about the ratings first. Obviously, I am going to give it a five out of five. You, I think, are going to give it a five out of five. What do you think the people gave this episode? The users of TV time. What did they? Five say? out of five. I think they said five out of five as well, and they did eighty-three percent. That's a lot. Oh well, yeah, that's higher. But that's okay. Good. Now, as far as favorite characters go, I. F- for right now, at least, I'm only seeing five votable characters from this season. So it's the three podcasters and then uh, Loretta and Ben. <laughs> so those are the those are the votable characters for now, which is amazing because there were more last last season. <laughs> that uh, anyway, whatever. 
Uh, I think that the the viewers uh, went with Ben. And I think that you, I think you said, I think you said Oliver. Viewers, Ben, you, Oliver. Viewers, so we're both saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, same as you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did say Oliver. I thought Oliver was hysterical. And I, I think we have both forgotten the age demographic oh, of TV time. Somebody, somebody, well, no. Oh, Paul Rudd is I people know, that like Selena Gomez. But no, it's still Mabel. 58% said Mabel. Oh, so be it. Well, um, <laughs> we gotta always remember that. I, I, I keep forgetting that too. Well, I thought I. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, no. Fair. In fact, in fact, Ben is in fourth place, two percent. Okay, so Paul Rudd popularity, not as much as Selena Gomez. Noted. No, no. Uh, Oliver was second, twenty percent, and that was my pick and your pick, right? No. Oh, no, you didn't I, I, did, I, I did not. I did Charles. <laughs> you, you went with Charles, really? I went with Charles. Yes, I did Charles over Oliver. I thought Oliver was very funny, but Charles, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, Loretta was in third with 19%, just barely behind Oliver. Now, again, this is this is very early, though, because we're recording this the day after the episode dropped. So this could change over time. But for now, Selena Gomez, Mabel is in first place, 58%. But not according to you, and not according to me. According to you, it should have been Charles, and according to me, it should have been Oliver. All right. Well, Kurt, I guess, that's, uh, I guess that's it for this episode, right? It is, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, all right. Well, that was quick, and uh, I don't know how quick it was, honestly, but it felt quick. <laughs> uh, and we've got another episode coming out tomorrow, so we hope that you'll pay attention to both. We, we tried not to spoil episode two, but uh, I think we did a pretty good job, don't you, Kurt? I don't think we said anything to do with episode two. Fantastic. Okay. Folks, if you'd like to uh, email us, it's showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Email us some of your theories. Who do you think is the killer? We'd love to, to talk about that on the podcast. Uh, you can give us those five-star ratings and reviews. We'd appreciate that. Share the podcast around. Tell your friends. Tell people you know. Post it on social media. It's always helpful. We've got a huge back catalog of stuff that you can check out. Check out Better Call Saul. Dickie from Only Murders in the Building is in season one and the last season of Better Call Saul. We've got some Black Mirror episodes. We've already referenced one of those. Uh, what else? Uh, maybe check out... Well, what, right now we've got The Old Man going on. So uh, the FX series The Old Man, which is pretty pretty amazing so really good actually yeah we haven't <laughs> finished it yet but yeah yeah well we're, we're close to finishing so yeah. uh but that's those episodes are dropping right now uh on mondays so uh you can look forward to more only murders in the building coverage on fridays from this point forward so this will be the only thursday only murder in the building podcast that you get anything else you'd like to add kurt i look forward to seeing or hearing her you guys hearing me tomorrow <laughs> talk about <laughs> episode two. That's right. And you know what? Narcissism should really be more fun than this. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.